You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. Hello, everybody. Big Bry here. This June 10th Level Up Cleveland concert series presents Bittersweet Revenge. You can try Olathea. And Craig Martini. See them all June 10th at the Maple Grove Tavern. Show starts at 8 p.m. 21 or over. Go to levelupcleveland.com for tickets and information. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week, we come to you from the Maple Grove Tavern, located out here in Maple Heights, Ohio. And I have with me two very special guests. I have basically the whole sound department from here at the Maple Grove Tavern. I got uh, Mr. Darren Lewis. What's up, guys? Mr. Jeremy Jones. What's up? And these guys are the ones who uh, make this all happen here, basically, run the sound, do all the bookings. Yeah. Basically, you just take care of the whole entire entertainment part of the yeah, yeah. From from beginning to end, we kind of handle like Jeremy will t- kind of take most of the booking and set up the bands, find openers, you know, for headliners, and either one of us will kind of do the uh, the sound and lights for the night of the show. Yeah, and for anybody else to know, uh, Maple Grove is also owned by Nick Suma, yeah, yeah. who yeah, yeah. he owned Geno's. We did a the uh, spectacular episode, the Halloween one, from the basement over there at the uh, Geno's, and Nick's a friend of our, you know, yeah. everybody knows. But yeah, this is not, he owns this place also. He owns another place too. Uh, yeah, he owns the Old Brooklyn Social Club. The Old Brooklyn Social yeah. Club. So those three bars, visit them if you want and support Nick Suma. Definitely. But anyway, so you guys, um, one of the reasons we're here mm-hmm. is because we're having the concert here for the Level Up Concert Series. Yeah. Uh, we're doing it here June 10th. We right. got uh, Craig Martini coming, Olathea, Your yeah. Sweet Revenge. You guys will be running sound that night. Yes, sir. Right. I want to give everybody a kind of a tour of the, of the, of the facility here, kind of see sure. what it's all about. Uh, we've played here, Pat and I have played here a few times, but it's been over a decade. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's a lot of changes. I mean, we come in here, and the first thing I notice is the stage is completely in a completely different yeah, place. Yeah. It's a whole new stage. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, just. Stage used to be over there. Now it's right here in the middle. It's really centralized now versus it was kind of like tucked off into the side at one mm-hmm. point. Now it's very centralized, big. You can comfortably fit 100 people in here, which is where we're, we're maxing yep, this out sure. at. And um, so, yeah. And so just wanted, just wanted to talk to you guys about you guys. Yeah. You know, what got you, gets you to the point where you're uh, doing sound. You guys are also in bands. Guys are also right. musicians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is the case with a lot of engineers. Mm-hmm. A lot, right. a lot of your producers, they they start off as musicians. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you when you're starting out as a, a young musician, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know how to do, and you either find people who can do that stuff for you, like run in sound or produce your record, or or you try and figure out how to do it yourself. And I think yeah. that's what both of us did along the way. You know, we we picked up these little skills. Yeah. That, you know, we were just kind of picking up to help our own bands. And then it kind of turned into a career of sorts. 
you guys are playing in bands together. You guys, like, you guys are like, a, you guys are kind of like created a unit, right? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. between the two of you, you guys do a lot of things together. Yeah, mm-hmm. we uh, we had separate bands before. I was in a band called uh, To Live Is To Die. That was like my first uh, professional band. Um, and he was in a band called uh, Gore Orphanage, I think it was. I was in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was one of um, the two, or the one main big project besides being in Beside the Silence with you, I was in was uh, Seek Shelter mm-hmm. that people. Yeah, and that's kind of how we before. met. We, um, I was in a band called Beside the Silence, and uh, he was in Seek Shelter. We did yeah. some shows together, and then uh, when Beside the Silence started touring. We were kind of going through members left and right. People mm-hmm. would drop off. What kind of music is it? Uh, metal core, deathcore, industrial, kind of electronic-y, screamy stuff. Cool. Uh, real heavy. And, uh, yeah, I yeah, needed a nice player for a tour. My band had uh, just ended, and Darren asked me, hey, what what's going on? Why why, why are you guys quitting? Mm. And I gave him the story and let him know what was up. And then I think like a w- couple weeks later, you hit me up about... Hey, would you possibly want to be a touring member? <laughs> yeah, like I, I sent him like an hour's worth of material, and he learned it in like two or three weeks before the tour. Yeah, like a month. Yeah, yeah. Month or so that, that's what you guys are doing. So right now, you're the situation is you have a studio, mm-hmm. so you're you're basically recording and writing everything, playing all the musician uh, uh, instruments on the recording itself. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then to do this live, you're gonna have to get band members. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the Nine Inch Nails, kind of, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, like I, Trent Reznor's. I don't have the courage to go up on a stage by myself to yeah, do right. what I do. It's kind of hard. So. You know, you got to <laughs> right. do everything I just say. But, um, but yeah, I really like that, like the live rock band aspect. So I really wanted to like actually put a band together. And, yeah. You know, and then, right. and so that's, and so that's where he comes in because he'll be playing bass. And yeah. You, and you also do some keyboards, right? Mm-hmm. And you also play keyboards. So that you, yeah. so you guys put keyboards through the, through all this too. This is the whole kind of like, symphonic type oh yeah yeah i'm a big fan of like soundscapes and like i I listen to a lot of like movie soundtracks and scores and like orchestra music and i like being taken on like musical journeys if you will um just instrumental and i imagine that would help you with with doing this kind of thing also listening to that kind of thing because of all the different dynamics going Mm -hmm. on in that kind of music Mm -hmm. like more of the classical type stuff where you have so many different things going on, yeah. So much separations and things that you have to. Yeah, it's definitely a learned skill with uh, with mixing, and it, it is that separation. You know, you listen to what's happening. You know, whether it be an orchestra or a rock band, and you kind of have to isolate all these different sounds and what they're doing, what they are, how to make them sound the best they can. And that's kind of the struggle of you know a, a live engineer. You know, you you have these tools to kind of get the band to sound the best they can in the room that they're in. And you chip at the bad stuff and bring the good stuff up, and you kind of learn that over the course of doing it for however long I've been doing it. Yeah, how long have you been doing it? Do you know? I mean, do you? Uh, professionally, probably a decade, I would say. And that—that's so you start. You you were doing this kind of thing before you came to, to Maple Grove. Yeah, or? yeah, just uh, mostly working with uh, friends' bands. I didn't have any like stationary venues that I worked at all the time, but uh. If a friend was like putting on a show or something like that, they're like, hey, you know, I want someone to do this at it. I'd go out and do that for him. But uh, I was a drum tech for a, about a year, year and a half with a band called Avatar. And they're a Swedish metal band. And I was doing some pretty big stuff with them, some like arena tours, festival runs. And that's kind of how I got uh, 
not hooked up with Nick. I kind of already knew Nick. I'm from the area. I'm from. Oh, okay. so I'm right down the street. So I've known Nick since I was like 15. But uh, when the guy that they had in here was leaving, they needed someone. Nick knew that I was doing all this stuff with Avatar. Right place, right time type thing. Kind of, yeah. Like that ended right as they needed someone here, and it just kind of worked out. And it was good because I was kind of not sick of being on the road all the time, but it was a good two years. It was pretty solid just on the road. So yeah. it was nice to kind of have a home base to come to. Right. Learn a lot of doing that kind of stuff, but it's also nice to have a mm-hmm. some little foundation where you can yeah. kind of like. And, and the, it, you guys have done a lot of stuff here. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. to improve this place oh, also, yeah. oh, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, this like, is my baby. <laughs> yeah, right. This has become like your project. And you, yeah, so you're yeah. constantly always trying to figure out how to make it better and how to do this and that. And you guys got a pretty good uh, year of stuff already booked here. I constantly oh, am yeah. saying like new yeah. stuff coming up constantly. Yeah, what are we booked through? Yeah, and you're, that's your department. I most got like. stuff already in October <laughs> yeah. that hasn't been announced yet. That won't be announced for a while. Now, Jeremy, you're, you're the one that usually does most of the bookings. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, um, I do most of the booking. I, if you email us, it's usually me that it answers. is answering or on Facebook or Facebook posts. Um, <laughs> I've kind of accidentally become the on social media the face for here. Because for a <laughs> while, I think people were thinking I was Nick, and I'm like, I'm, well, not, yeah, I'm were, not the owner. You were doing most of the responding on like yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah. So like if that, people so. didn't know who owned the bar, <laughs> I think they just assumed it was me. And it was like, no. <laughs> you um, were responding like they thought you were the owner. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, uh, I guess I, I'd be the person that you would talk to that's like next in line. Yeah, he was, he's, Jeremy kind of uh, took Nick, the reins of the, uh, well, the uh, appointment. You know, if, if you need a point of contact to book here or kind of are interested in like renting a room or whatever. Jeremy's definitely yeah. And I kind of fell into that cause we had a, another guy, Mike mm-hmm. who, um, around the time he left, I know his, didn't his father pass away or one of his parents did. Yeah, and I yeah. think that just, yeah, yeah. it, it got, all kind of happened organically. We didn't really expect to be doing as much as we are doing. Yeah. When I picked up this place about four years ago, maybe, we're really only doing stuff like maybe once every other month, maybe every three months. And pretty much when Jeremy got on and like, I really had like a partner to do all that work. That's a tremendous amount of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having this place running everywhere. Wearing all those hats. Yeah. And, uh, it really gave us the ability to like book all these shows and have like sometimes two or three shows a week. And yeah. I mean, that's what you guys are doing almost now, right? Mm-hmm. Almost weekly. And yeah. sometimes two, three shows a week. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. And so, like, if somebody, is that basically what's going on here, though? Almost all these are booked through people getting in touch with you first and saying, we want to come play there. And then it goes from there. Is that how this goes? Now, yes. Uh, last year, there was a lot of, like, um, a lot of foot, like, uh, foot like almost like posting, like, how places do for job openings, where you go in groups and be like, hey, I have these dates open if anyone wants to book. Here's how to get in contact. And now I rarely have to do that because I just get. Yeah, the email is just going off just all gets, day, yep. every day. And then, so yeah, and good. that's why I already have stuff in October and like the end of summer. Yeah. Here or there, as um, it gets closer to those months, you get hit up more about, like right now, we're getting hit up more about like May and June. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I notice it's a lot, uh, there's a lot more metal. Coming through here, a lot, a lot. There's a lot of metal acts coming yeah, through, yeah. not exclusively, but no. I mean, you guys even have comedy coming in here, Don, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, you try, yeah, stuff. a little more diverse. Yeah, I but. think this has always kind of been like a, a hard rock metal bar. 
I mean, like that's kind yeah. of like the bands that just tend to gravitate yeah. towards here and the crowd that tends to gravitate towards here. But we're definitely trying to like branch out a little bit. A little like, more yeah. different I want, It's nice to keep it diverse. Mm, like we just did a Elvis tribute at uh, last night and it was awesome. Like, yeah, I, is it, is it, do they do well? Like stuff that when you... Like if you come off of what what's kind of the norm, mm-hmm. does it still do well here? Do you yeah, still see? Yeah, we just did um uh Black Sa- what was the Black Sabbath Ohio tribute Sabbath. band Ohio Sabbath and an Allison Train Change tribute. Yeah, oh, yeah. and John this 10. place w- was sold out. Like, no kidding. Yeah, people love that stuff. And is that is that how it works here? Basically, you come play here. There's a door. You, you charge the door, and you guys get they, the band gets the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. That's right? kind of the setup. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we don't like really charge fee rentals too often. Uh, we try and just kind of have this as, as an open place for bands to put a show together, uh, to get some stage time, to get you know in front of some people, and to also make some money. You know, yeah, uh, right. as long as people are going to come see you, you're going to make some money. Yeah, so, right, right. Yeah, we don't take merch cuts or anything. Yeah, like we don't that. do nothing like that. As long as people are here drinking, the way, we're happy. yeah, yeah, you guys, everything is set up. We don't, we don't mm-hmm. have to like. If a show is a dud, for example, crowd wise, we don't have to be like, well, now we have to make up for it mm-hmm. in the next yeah. night taking a cut of the yeah, band's yeah. merch sales or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a some shows are good, some shows aren't so good. You know, and just like anything, that's kind of mm-hmm. local act. You know, that's what that's what you get into. The good shows make up for the bad shows, though, typically. Yeah, basically, you guys are just running entertainment to sell alcohol. Yeah, that's, that, that's yeah, the yeah. whole thing. You know, that's that's what this yeah, is all I mean, about. Yeah, we just want people in here listening to music, having a good. And time there's food here too. I yeah, mean, yeah. you guys mm-hmm. got food. You know, it's everything. And you know, if you haven't been here, we're upstairs. This is mm-hmm. the, you know, this is a two level yeah. thing, two different bars, and 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 unlike some places, this is kind of two separate entities. The way the way this yes. is kind of set up, yeah, it's that that part hasn't changed because downstairs is more of the neighborhood bar. Mm-hmm. You got your food, you got your drinks, you got neighborhood, you got the regulars that yeah. are kind of downstairs. Up here is more of a it's a different feel, it's a different vibe. But it, it's like it's being like, transported to a different place, <laughs> different realm. Yeah. yeah, it is, and and that's kind of what's been, been good for this venue and what's made it last so long is with where other venues are kind of having trouble is we have that neighborhood bar downstairs that just kind of pays the bills and does what we need. And it gives us the opportunity to take a lot of chances up here on shows that, okay, well, this show might not bring any, might not even be one person up here, but we know that bills are paid and we're going to have another good show in the next week or two. So let's take a chance on this group of bands that maybe has never played before. Yeah, that's cool. And that's what we try and do because we were in that position too, you know, when we were first starting out trying to find shows. And so yeah. you don't feel like a do or die pressure for under everything, every decision. You guys have a little leeway, mm-hmm. which allows you to be, get into the diversity that you're yeah. kind of like trying to get towards, mm-hmm. right? Helps you get towards yeah. it. And it's and like a sculpture, you know, you, you kind of you, you carve out and try and find like what works for the venue and you try different things. Like we've thrown a. Uh, like goth nights and stuff like that here to try, you know, see what works and what doesn't, and um, just diversity. Then, so, then last year when I took over with booking, it was from the venue aspect. It was new to me, mm-hmm. so I've always booked for like bands I was in and whatnot. And uh, the end of the year, I sat back and made a list of this is what worked, this is what didn't work, and I was like, how can we improve what worked and get mm-hmm. rid of what didn't work? And that's really what it's kind of helped work itself out. It's kind of been our philosophy is just constantly reevaluating, you know, what we're doing, constantly looking forward to what we could be doing. 
and seeing what the best opportunities are for us and the music scene in general. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys have done some pretty interesting stuff here. I remember, I remember when uh, Bill Peters did the his 40th anniversary. Yeah. Thing mm -hmm. that was here, mm -hmm. and you had Night Demon here. Yeah. I mean, oh, you guys, man. this place must have been crazy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. we was, had two nights with them. That was yeah. A, yeah. that nobody even knows like what I went through. Yeah, not, not saying like in a bad way, but like all the work I put into that to yeah. get that to make yeah. that all happen. Mm -hmm. There'd be uh, days where I'd have to wake up like forty-five minutes earlier, like when we were going to announce the ticket links, yeah. just to make them go live at the right time. So I could get that done and then go to my day job. Oh yeah, oh, so yeah. that it oh, was because yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it at ten o'clock. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think people don't <laughs> realize like how that. much work goes into putting on shows. It's a lot. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, there's a lot that goes into it, and then you get to the point of the show, uh -huh. and then the real work goes starts. Yeah, night, yeah. You know, you have the whole night to keep an eye on and make sure everything goes as flawlessly as you can. Well, yeah, because there's a performance by you guys also. I mean, like, mm -hmm. that, that, these are the things that people don't realize is that there's a performance going on back there that's just as important as what's going on up here because if it sounds like shit, right, right. It, it, it's, yeah, done, it's done, you know? Yeah. Nobody cares. Everyone's going to look right at us. Too. Yeah, right, man. And you guys are positioned well. You guys they, they yeah, did yeah. a nice job. You guys will be able to hear everything right there mm -hmm. real nicely and everything. What would be some of the things that, like, is there anything that's different this year than last year that would be noticeable that the changes that you guys have made or anything where improvements were anything noticeable? Like, um, did you guys improve the sound equipment at all or anything we've like that? we some new microphones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nothing like really groundbreaking. We're still running off uh, our same speaker stacks and our, our same mixer. Um, but works, works though. Don't fix it if it ain't broken type kinda, thing. Yeah. Though, right? And then during COVID, uh, what was it a couple months before we were allowed to have shows again? Mm -hmm. Remember me, me and him rewired the whole stage. Yeah, much. yeah. Oh, that's kind of the key too. Is you upkeep. If you do a lot of maintenance on things, you don't need to replace them. Yeah, that's true, man. And uh, after being here for four or five years, you kind of have like what we have here dialed in so good. Sometimes you just need to turn it on, turn the faders up, make the band loud, and it sounds great. Yeah, and right, right. Right off rip. So, uh, you know, we'll be upgrading things over the years here and there, but we're kind of happy with where we're So that, that's what happened. You guys, because you, you, you bring up COVID, like, you guys kind of came into this thing and then COVID hit, right? Yeah. That's kind of how yeah, that yeah. happened. That's how I came in because... Uh, yeah, you were like right before. Darren brought me in just, and I was just going to be like a second sound guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like basically interning with them, I guess you could say. And then that was like a one, like September-ish. 2019 and then march 2020 is when yeah all the shit hit man yeah and then so so you guys basically at that point decided to what to put your energy into improving this place and those types of things or i mean you couldn't you weren't having shows right i mean yeah I, yeah I, I we, didn't, we really didn't do anything for like the first year did he even anything. shut this place down or did he keep this open during the um downstairs I, well obviously there was parts yeah. where he couldn't open right it. yeah he opened when you were able to open he opened downstairs but yeah well, there was a good year we really weren't doing much here we were kind of just uh figuring out where the music yeah you know community was standing because there was a lot of yeah. bands that just weren't yeah, there's there, a startup again. There's right? a lot I mean, of bands that were breaking up. You know, there, there was a lot of people just streaming themselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. that became real popular. And right? I, I thought about, hey, should I just do that? Mm -hmm. So I started playing more guitar and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. That died. Thank, thank God you didn't go that route. That, right, right. That's not as popular as it was there for a while. I mean, 
the, even even a lot of the you know I, I think we like this 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 setting a lot better and it's mm-hmm. nice that we could do this again yeah. where we could actually get together with people and had talk and stuff. It's definitely different. Yeah, sure. because you know the, the Zoom thing became real popular mm-hmm. because of that and stuff, and it was cool for a while. But there's this, when you can get together with people, yeah. there's, there's no alternative than a face to face. Well, like not. you come to a concert to have the experience, not just not just to see it and listen. That, that, you're doing that still, but yeah, you're uh, coming for everything. You're coming for the energy. You're, you're not going to have the, the lights. Same. You're coming for the, the smell yeah. of the beer. A hundred percent. There is a there is a whole vibe that goes along with that that was missing. I mean, you can't gone. get off of watching like a video performance. Yeah, and I was I watched a couple of like full production like stream concerts like during COVID, and like they were cool. Like you know, cool lighting, cool like video work, but it just wasn't the same as just going yeah, to see yeah, a band, yeah. even like a small show like this. You know, have you guys noticed like, cause I know, I know when, when COVID ended and people started to ease back into all this, it was, there was a lot of hesitance, mm-hmm. a lot of unsureness with people. This, this did take a little while to kind of take off again. Yeah. But I don't know if, you, if I'm wrong, but I've noticed this year in particular, mm-hmm. it seems like there's a new energy. Yeah. This summer approaching where everyone's booking gigs. Everyone's putting festival type gigs together too. There's a lot of multiple band type things going on where you're seeing like 12, 15 bands on a, on a weekend show. A lot, a lot more than usual even. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just seems like this might be the year where it just goes full back to even, even where we overcompensate maybe if that makes sense. And I think we will have that too. You know, with all the bands going out with all the concerts happening, obviously there's only so many entertainment dollars to compete with. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely going to, I think, see a lot of oversaturation the next year, but I think it will be good in the sense that it's going to start getting people out more. People are going to start wanting to go to these concerts. Um, It's going to start getting the music industry moving which I think is a big thing because yeah. it's, it's been kind of standstill. For yeah, uh, last August I read that during they somewhere took a survey and during COVID they said 90% of people said they would go back to live events whenever they could. Mm-hmm. They said as of like August of last year, it was at 25% yeah. of people yeah. that mm-hmm. of those 90%. Yeah, yeah. only 25 of them actually have, have gone out like yeah. last year and I it looks like this year that's more, I think yeah, yeah. It definitely seems that. And way. I think at more and more that'll happen the next year and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one, oh, for instance, one of the one of the acts that are going to be at our show June 10th, Alethea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just did that shotgun concert at the Beachland Ballroom. Yeah. Right. And it was packed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw. I saw. Yeah. Some yeah it was. It was. Oh, yeah. it, I went. It was. It was. There's tons of people there. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. It was good. It felt good to see all the people there because it was like, mm-hmm. wow, dude. This is. This yeah. is. And I'm you can feel people. it. With especially with how much tickets are like at, for these big production shows, you know, you're spending like three hundred dollars on just a normal nosebleed section ticket. What was the incarceration? Two hundred dollars a hard, night. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping those right, high though. prices are going to start bringing people more into the clubs. I to agree. See, you know, local acts and start seeing some smaller bands. Hell yeah! Well, I think that's a big part of the whole level up concert series thing that we were doing was was that. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pantera announces that they're going right. to come and and tour, yeah. right? That big announcement comes. And kind of had a feeling this was going to be more of a festival-type thing because of the whole situation that's out there today. Sure, yeah. But 
That's exactly what they do. Then they go to incarceration and yeah. you see that night, you got to pay 200 and some dollars. And if you're, if you're going to see Pantera, it's, yeah. it's not even Pantera. And really, like right. most of those kind of like festivals, the bands are playing like 15 minutes a pop anyway. Yeah, because yeah, they, they, they got to get 50 yeah, bands they're, They churn them in and out. And like, I don't know if I'm going to, especially if I'm paying a lot of money to see a band. I'd rather just like see it. Hell yes. Yeah, and you I mean, can, uh, and not only that, but you're, you're no matter where I'm at in this place right here, I'm, I'm front row anywhere else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You much. know what I mean? So it's like, you can, yeah. you can literally for 15 bucks. That's what oh, we're yeah. charging. You can come in here and see three excellent bands. You have the, the intimacy. You can sit right here at the bar yeah. and still be. You yeah, you don't even spit have to on the band turn from the and you're not gonna, to go to the bar. You're not going to pay ridiculous bar prices. Yeah, no. yeah, you're not paying. What are people charging? Like fourteen dollars for a yeah. bar well, nowadays? Well, uh, yeah, if you're going to like Blossom, you're going to any of those or places like, to go yeah. see a show, or you think incarceration is not going to be fifteen dollars right, for right. a beer? So, so yeah, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like, there's a lot to be said about the music scene too in Cleveland right now. It's popping. Sure. It's coming back. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great bands out there. I agree. There really are a lot of top musicians. Yeah, it seems no. like too a lot of uh, bands I think are becoming more active again now versus last year. Yeah, yeah a lot of people were just kind of laying I th low. Yeah, they I think that's really sure what. That's what I mean. I think there was I just think a crowd wise and band wise, people were just trying to see what's going to happen because they didn't want to get back in the swing of things and then it gets shut down. Yeah, again. the rugs yeah. pulled out from underneath them again. Yeah. Now, if anybody doesn't know, what we're going to probably end up doing here that night on June tenth is we're going to probably set up an hour early before the show even starts. And we're going to do a whole live broadcast right from here. The whole podcast will be live. We'll probably have the bands here. We'll be interviewing them. Also, part of that whole hour thing. And we'll be taking random people. Anybody that's around an hour before, if you get here <laughs> early, we'll, we'll sit you down and talk to you for a little while. I don't care who it is. It's going to be kind of a revolving door type thing, kind of a free-for-all. And uh, just to kind of build things up for that, for that moment before the show starts. And... Uh, then you guys will be doing your thing. Yeah, it sounds cool, man. Yeah. I'm so, for that. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Unless you guys got something else to talk about. Uh, Any, I, I know what I did, one thing I do want. Anything going on this, this summer coming up here that you got booked that you guys want? Anything, yeah, anything, anything special? Any bigger? There is, but I can't announce it. Uh, I, oh. We have uh, a Cheap Trick cover band I saw on the door. Yes. Um, and actually, I just... Got Ohio Sabbath on that one. Oh, oh Ohio okay. Sabbath. So yeah. it's a Sabbath tribute? Yeah. 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 Sweet, they sweet. Have a, uh, I think they have a female vocalist out there. Yeah, Ohio Sabbath does. You guys seen a lot great. of tributes? See a lot of tribute bands? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's become a thing, right? I mean, Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's People like, you know, songs they know. People like going, yeah. as much as I love seeing new music and like love seeing raw, just rock bands, it's nice going and just like knowing every song that's coming out of off the stage. Oh yeah, and plus when you can't see the band you really want to see because they're not mm -hmm. coming to Cleveland. Yeah, right? yeah they're right. going Even to Detroit. It's going to be four hundred dollars, and then it's going to be so much <laughs> yeah, money. You're right though. I mean, and some of these tribute bands, man, <laughs> they nail it. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's like man, that's that's they're good, you know. So yeah. it's worth seeing. So yeah, definitely check out uh, the Facebook. We have all of our upcoming events on our Facebook, uh, Maple Grove Tavern. Yeah, um, I think you said you were going to work on the. Actual website. Yeah, we have a website, maplegrovetavern.com. Oh, oh, cool. Um, that we're still kind of like building up and we'll have all of those shows on that. Um, definitely check out my project, Nothing Valentine, on Spotify. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're into like new metal, goth stuff, uh, Jeremy's also involved with that. So yeah. Check that out. And check out. Uh, and if, if you guys are playing out live, would this be like one of the first places you yeah, guys would definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're going to pop the cherry. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, right? Sure. It would make sense. Yeah. All right, keep an eye out for that also. Oh, yeah. All right, Darren and Jeremy. 
when you guys are down here watching the show, say don't forget to say hi to these guys. Buy them a beer. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah be, they we'll like beer. Be up in the booth over there. Yeah, yeah. Just don't ask us to turn the guitars up or down. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you, that's another thing, real quick. Like, 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 what's with, like, what's with that? Every time you see like somebody alive, you always say they always try to be discreet about it. You know, they're always like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, is there is there like a universal symbols for yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> stage you kind of keep locked eyes on the musicians and you can kind of like you know up down yeah i kind of tell it's the people that kind of crawl up to the the sound booth and it's like hey can you turn my boyfriend up a little oh bit? that kind of process of doing boyfriend yeah that's when you hit you just turn a knob that doesn't do anything yeah you like, have a dummy like, knob and you're like yeah that sounds awesome a placebo but yeah, yeah, right. i've had that happen where i'm about to like turn the monitors up and then the guy's like yeah that sounds better and it's like i haven't even done <laughs> yeah it. right yeah. yeah it's a placebo you just yeah, they exactly think right. it, their ears hear it mm-hmm. all thank you <laughs> all right that's it from us we will see you guys next week and don't forget june 10th right here at the maple grove tavern yeah. definitely love love concert series we have craig martini olathea and bittersweet revenge that starts at eight o'clock but get here at seven and we will be doing the live podcast see you guys saturday This has been Level Up Cleveland. There's a new episode every week. Available now on all streaming services. You can catch every episode of Level Up Cleveland on YouTube. Till next week, rock on. That'll be fine.